Welcome everyone to the Building Brum Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Nolan, and in this podcast I'll be discussing the latest development updates and exploring the latest themes and trends from modern methods of construction to city regeneration and placemaking. We're broadcasting from Birmingham, and today we'll be talking about Digbeth. I'm joined by Joe Salmon, Head of Estates for Oval Real Estate, who has been instrumental in changing the face of this district. We'll find out how the area has undergone huge transformation over the past five years since the Oval Group acquired sites like the Custer Factory, Phaser Studios, and what it means to lead on the regeneration of such an iconic and important area within not only Birmingham, but the UK. A big thank you to our Building Brum podcast series supporters, Reality Capture and Point Cloud Modelling Specialists, Scantec Digital, Solus, one of the UK's leading suppliers of commercial flooring and wall tiles, and Sunbelt Rentals. With over 200,000 items of equipment, they're the largest providers of equipment hire in the UK. If you'd like to find out more about our Building Brum partners after today's podcast, you can visit the Building Brum website. Hi Joe, thank you very much for joining me today on the Building Brum podcast to talk about Digbeth and the journey. Hello Connor. Well, it's really great to have you on the show and I'm really excited to hear about the journey that you and the team at Oval are on to, to set about transforming Digbeth and, and what you've done and and everything that's taken place there. It's, yeah, it's really great to, that you've joined me because I've been working in Digbeth since 2014 and I've seen it transform hugely in these in the years since then and I know you joined it Oval back in 2017 that's correct and it's that kind of it's that lease of life that that, that you and the team at Oval have, have given Digbeth since you um since you took on the uh since since basically you took on the sites at the Custer Factory, Phasey Studios, numerous other sites across Digbeth and I know that you joined about was it a couple of months after Oval? Yeah, so I think the boys bought in uh, the owners Oval and um, bought in uh, June two thousand and seventeen. I joined them in the first of November seventeen, so fairly soon afterwards. I'm not sure I knew whether I'd made a mistake. <laughs> there was there was quite a lot of um, there was quite a lot of work to do on um, just the, the the compliance of the. Um, is that, are we all right to carry on? Yeah, that's fine. Fire alarms happen. Fire alarm. it's only, it's only At least you know we're, che- we're testing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is down. So yeah, there was a lot of work to do on the compliance um, and things like fixing the heating, those sort of um, fairly basic, not, um, not terribly exciting jobs to do just to improve the stock, improve our tenants' experience. Um, and then from there, we've been very proactive in trying to build a community, um, build a destination. Uh, there was a lot of void um, on the, the, the retail and um, surrounding buildings, which I think we've had some success in quite, um, quite an exciting environment to uh, live, work and play. Well, it's it's that kind of it's that community that you've been building over the years. Was that what what was what attracted you to the role as head of estates for Oval when you took it on? What was it that kind of what made you go for this opportunity, or or, or did they say, Joe, we did they did they come to you? How did it all come about? Well, I spoke to a um, a recruitment chap who was working for Oval and. Um, I've been looking after various shopping centres um, throughout the uh, the country, 
um, with my previous employer, um, one of which was the Arcadian in Birmingham, which had okay. images and was quite diverse. Um, but I loved it. I really enjoyed the variety and the, you know, the independent nature of it. Um, and when um, I came to, to look at Digbeth, at first I was like, what is it? I'm not local. I'm from, from the Northwest. Um, I'm like, what is it? What is this place? Um, but then, you know, made inquiries and it was, it, it was a, it felt like a new challenge and I was ready for it after having been at my previous employer for 20 years. Um, so it was quite exciting. Um, and yeah, it was a challenge, but, you know, it felt like it would be a, a role that would allow me to um, make a difference, change something, let there be you know, let there be a legacy to what, what I was getting up every day to do. But what, what was it that it actually, when you kind of came into Digbeth back in 2017, what did what did that look like? So I can't really, because with COVID, I, the past two years, everything, <laughs> time's such a blur at the minute still. So yeah, it, it was, it felt very, I mean, it, the, you know, the, I think they were running a, an outdoor cinema at the Mockingbird, so there was a Mockingbird here already um and and you know the, the old crown were here and the rainbow had i think it just had some problems and it closed i mean it felt pretty raw there was vegetation and weeds everywhere paint peeling off everything um, obviously as we still have a lot of graffiti and tagging and even like the car park was rough ground rather than tarmac it was just raw i think it, it is the word and very evidently underinvested. And I think that was something that when I was talking to the, the owners um, was about, you know, have we, have, we, have we got the money in place to be able to make a difference? It takes money um, quite a lot of the time. And having had many years of possibly a little bit of underinvestment, it, we, we had some catching up to do. Um, but yeah, it was, it was raw, although there was the community here. There was um, a lot of independence. Such I don't think I've ever worked anywhere where people are so... Lovely, just the tenants, our tenants are just amazing. I'm fond of all of them, new and old. Um, so yeah, it was it was very different. I, and I, I really appreciate you you acknowledging it and seeing it. But, but that's the thing, because I mean, what were those, what, if you were to look back and say what the key challenges that you faced in that first 12 months on taking on such a, such a unique site in Birmingham, in the country really, compared to kind of what like what those changes so say you've got the first 12 months as head of estates and then 2022 and like what 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 a a typical day would look like back then as opposed to what it looks like now because it must be so refreshing and so kind of very different it's a very different role now so when we were there was a lot it felt a lot of firefighting so there was you know from from you know the first couple of days was fine but then there was um, a lot of challenges for the team. They'd had a very difficult um, transition. You know, it was all very sudden without any prior warning. So it was a, a huge HR piece. And um, we had a lot of immediate, very immediate repairs that had to be affected where things were possibly um, not something that I was comfortable looking after. You know, that, that those sort of repairs had to be done very quickly and, and as with any old building you move one brick and you find you've broken three bit bricks behind it yeah we'd embarked on a replacement of the roof of the market hall as it was then factory works which is our thirteen thousand square foot fabulous event space 
Um, and that was initially a job to re replace the roof, but grew and grew and grew every time we, we did anything. Um, and I think that the thing I remember most is trying to flog, <laughs> trying to convince um, people that of, of the vision that we held about Digbeth, that, you know, it's, it's cool, people want to be here, but there needs to be more going on. And that first 12, 18 months, um, it was it was very difficult, and there was you know one or two chance encounters being one of them. Um, latterly, you know, just after that NQ sixty four, obviously Ghetto Golf were a huge yeah. change to offer. So I think once we got a couple going, we could really start selling that vision, and and it, you know very quickly where I'd been trying to market an old warehouse for six months without much success, all of a sudden I've got people fighting over them. And I, actually, as, as it stands now, on the sort of retail warehousing that we can use for, um, for, for you know, venues or experiential um, offers, there's nothing left. It's all gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. So we've got, we've got yeah. a few bits on the offices and we're doing quite, um, quite a lot of reactivation work. So where we had derelict buildings, and they're being invested in quite heavily to create some epic spaces, beautiful. They'll be just beautiful on Floodgate Street. The bond is well underway. Hopefully that will be finished by June, July this year for a creative hub, hub which will be um, you know, attracting, hopefully, creative businesses, television, that, that sort of thing. So we'll have new spaces, but anything that we, um, we have is either you know, under renovation or let. That's, well, that's that's a great. It's quite vibrant now, you know. That I well, say well. there's, there's yeah. nothing, nothing left. <laughs> well, it's, it's that kind of that vision that you talk about having for the area, because if you if you if we if we mention the master plan that was developed by Studio Egret West, Glenhouse yeah. Architects, and BPM, do you feel like what what aspects of of the plans that kind of you developed with them? Do you feel really enhanced the area for the residents, for the businesses, for the visitors? What is it about what you've done so far and, and what you've got, what's coming up within within Digbeth? Yeah, I think, I think the, the first part is obviously taking care of the stock you've got, the beautiful buildings you've got, and trying to um, improve our tenants' experience by being with us um, and building that community. Um, so... Following on from that, the creation of a destination. So, you know, things like being in the Sunday Times, best places to live, which unfortunately was about the 20th of March, 2020. And I'm like, no. Um, but just having that um, energy around Digbeth and buzz around Digbeth and talk nationally around, you know, we've got people who have come here from Liverpool, Manchester, Shoreditch, that want to be here because they've heard the buzz. So I think there's the buzz around that, all the work that my colleague Steve Sanders, who's our head of development, has done on the, the master plan. That all um, gives us a future. So we've created the destination and the buzz. But we, as I've said, we've, we've got nothing left. So the next phase is building the right, um, the right buildings, not big glass boxes, something that's really sympathetic to the heritage and the tone um, of Digbeth. Um, it gives us a future, um, you know, a future that, that's been long overdue for Digbeth, I think, and Birmingham. 
yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting when you talk about the kind of the, the next phase and, and kind of building on the, the buildings that the, developing out the buildings that are already there and kind of growing the estate that's there and, and finding to create new space. Um, if you look at other areas of Birmingham, um, say if you take uh, Colmore Row and, and Paradise, you've got businesses like Goldman Sachs, Arab, BT, moving into these um, moving into these areas. What's what's your take on that post-pandemic office market, and and, and what what sets you and and Digbeth and the Custer Factory apart from these other office developments that might be a bit more city centre based, say in in, in Colmore Row? What, 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 what I think the mind? biggest, the, I mean, it, obviously we have very exciting spaces, which I think really enhance creativity. I think post-pandemic, there's a lot more um, recognition of the importance of that capacity building within teams, of fun, of enjoying each other's company when we were all sat behind a computer for, for 18 months. People want to be together and have fun together. So I think what we've got that is different possibly from um, you know, the, the core business district is a little bit more fun. Um, we've got um, great spaces that are really versatile um, and encourage, you know, we're very keen on encouraging growth, incubation, moving things on. And I think that the big, with the, the master plan, that allows us to be able to give these larger space occupiers um, the fun and the exciting and creative environment here, um, as well as the specification buildings that they need. So with the master plan, that allows us to everything to all men is the plan. (laughs) (laughs) And women. (laughs) Absolutely. Birmingham's Birmingham's so notable for its city centre bids, the business improvement districts. You've got Jewelry Quarter, Colmore Row. Do you see the potential for a Digbeth bid? Like when when can we... We'd love to do that. In fact, there'd been an awful lot of work done pre- um, pandemic on the consultation and we're at the point of um, being fairly close to producing a business plan. Colleagues have been working very hard on um, continuing that work through the pandemic, but the challenge has been con- consulting with businesses and that there's been a lot of change in businesses. You know, we've had a lot of movement, particularly on the office side. We, we haven't really had a, we've already added to our venues. We haven't really lost any venues, but the office occupation has changed um, so there's a, there's a lot of businesses that were consulted with that maybe now are in Digbeth or have um, upsized, downsized, relocated, you know, so there's quite a lot of change. So we were very keen to continue that um, work, um, working with the, the council to try and bring something forward uh, sooner rather than later, because I'm very, very aware that Digbeth is kind of the piece of the city that's missing a bit and missing that representation and I think is suffering for it. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a real desire. I believe there's, from the consultation we've done previously, a real desire from the businesses that we have it. There's real support for it. Um, and, you know, with everything that's going on here, just having that route of consultation to and from businesses and HS2 or whoever else is developing is vital to make sure our, our business has got the right representation. So yeah, very, very much part of my agenda. Well, it, it's interesting you mentioned HS2 because it is that the amount of stakeholders, the amount of people that are involved 
within Digbeth and kind of have a have a stake in seeing it grow and be successful, it must be, I can't imagine yet, putting a bid together is a, a straightforward and easy task for, for Digbeth because it is, it's full of so many personalities and yeah. so, many, um, so many positive and just, just forward thinking companies, which is, um, which is a great problem to have. And when you, yeah. when it does come through and it is, is developed, it's going to, I look forward That's to making it. sure that representation is there for all. So you've got the HS2s and the large landowners and the likes, but you've got to make sure that representation is there for the smaller businesses, the incubators, the artists, and people who have created what, you know, is at the core of Digbeth. And that's that, that independent creative spirit. No, so important, so important. I mean, if if we mentioned all the development that's kind of taken a place across the area with, with yourself and Digbeth, and you've got the Smithfield redevelopment, you've got the work in Highgate. If we, if we look at the regeneration of Smithfield that's planned after the Commonwealth Games, you look at HS2 taking place just up the road, what's what's your outlook on all of this activity that's taking place do you feel like it's a vote of confidence in the area or is there more that you want to see happening in digbeth around the developments uh, and if so what is that uh, um, i mean it's a huge i think there's a huge amount of, of development i think the infrastructure work although quite disruptive is um is going to make a huge difference to birmingham um, but especially Digbeth, because obviously we're on the doorstep. Um, and it is a vote of confidence in the east side of the city and the city. And, and it, it is very, it's very important that that, that happens. It's that, it's that acknowledgement of the confidence kind of coming into the area. But what you think it kind of, with everything that's taken place, what else needs to be happening? So uh, well, yes. Um, I mean, if it's, I, I think... Well, you can see from what we've been doing here, we're investing, we're getting on with the job. Um, I'm very, very keen to make that difference, let people see what we can do and how sympathetically we can do it to the historical value of the area. I think that it would be great if other parts of Digbeth were maybe less risk averse and get on with it, you know, there's an awful lot of planning consents in the area that aren't moving forward. Um, and it would be good to see that all happen instead of um, waiting for the residential being a key part of it. There's, um, there's, there's some of the work, the work going on, but I think for the area to really have that diversity and excite, excitement that the, the needs, we need a bit more of the, the residential coming forward. Yeah, just almost just the case of let's just, let's just get on with it and there. Uh... Make make it happen. No, that sounds that sounds like the right approach, Joe. Joe, thank thank you so much for taking the time to um join me today on the podcast. I mean, if before we go, if there's anything else, I mean, like we just just yeah, before like one last thing. So you've got the Commonwealth Games happening over at Smithfield. I mean, all of these these things like with with the Commonwealth Games that must impact on yourselves. There must be plans around how how kind of you're going to cater for such an increase in visitors to the area. It must be, something like that must be really exciting for you and the team. Yeah, it is really exciting. There's a lot, um, we're doing a lot of work on the, making sure we're ready for it. It does It does change things. So, you know, people aren't booking events because we have an events business as well as a, um, as the property side of, uh, of Oval. 
Um, so it's, it's strange. You think everybody would be really busy, but they're actually less busy on the event side because people are off to look at the games. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's about making sure that everybody knows where we are, um, how to get here, and yeah. there's citywide work on wayfinding um, and ensuring that people can find their way to all parts of the city. And we, we hope that we'll be part of that. Um, and, you know, it's trying to, to make sure we've got something that people want to put on their Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, look at this amazing place. What's it called? Deeper. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of work going on with whether we can do certain lighting and signage and just make it exciting to come to Digbeth. And I think with the venues we've got, um, it'll be a really good experience for, for our visitors in into the city. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Joe, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And um, I look forward to seeing uh, look forward to seeing Digbeth grow in the years to come and seeing what you what you and the team at Oval um make of the space. But uh take care and uh thanks very much again. Thanks, Connor. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Subscribe to the Building Brum podcast and join us again where we'll be chatting with new guests every month, exploring and examining the latest themes and trends within the construction industry. A big thank you once again to our Building Brum podcast series supporters, Reality Capture and Point Cloud Modelling Specialists, Scantech Digital, Solus, one of the UK's leading suppliers of commercial flooring and wall tiles, and Sunbelt Rentals, with over 200,000 items of equipment, they are the largest providers of equipment hire in the UK. Thank you once again for listening to the Building Brum podcast and supporting the series. We'll be back again very soon with new special guest speakers. Thanks for listening and take care everyone.